0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Phanthropological, the podcast that covers the breadth of human fandom. My name is Nick G, and welcome not only to this episode of Phanthropological, but also season 11. We're in the double digits, and neither of those digits is zero. But today, we're going to be talking about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. As the Power Rangers themselves would say, it's morphine time. Here with me to talk about the Power Rangers are my two best friends, Nick T. Yo evil, I'm a Power Ranger. Bazam And Zee.
1: Uh Zords, Megazords, um uh rubber suits these things. They are what I know what I know of Power Rangers.
0: That's
2: why you prepare
1: material beforehand.
2: <laughs> are we are we talking about Zord's universal century
1: or, or uh oh boy? I think you'll find that that happens after the, uh, space and RPM seasons and before the 2017 movie, but alongside simultaneously, uh, the original series.
0: I reached inside my head just to pull a random, uh, Power Rangers season out of the bucket <laughs> of pop culture that I have, but I don't know any of them. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
2: you got Mighty Morphin and then you've got the rest. That's, Ooh. that's how it's divided in my brain. <laughs> It's a good thing that we fact check this show a little bit compared to our brains, because uh, otherwise this would be like that bucket, just full of random stuff. I'm going to start us off with a couple facts, little fandom facts about the Power Rangers series, because there's a lot I didn't know. There's still a lot I don't know, but uh, there's now a few things that I know and you will soon know. Facts. For example, uh, the show is currently in its 26th-ish season with almost 900 episodes since 1993. For those of you doing math, that's over 20 years of Power Rangers. Uh, It is based on the Super Sentai meta series in Japan that started way back in 1975 and has been running for approximately the same time span. What? (laughs) I say 26-ish. Because I learned there was a half season somewhere, and there was also like a bridging season between Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Zeo or Neo. I don't remember which. The one with the shapes.
0: Yeah, the shape one. Should be called Geo, right? <laughs> Metric shapes. But I know, yeah, I, that think... I know that it's not called that.
2: Ah. No, it it's not. Um, looking at Google Trends, interest in the various Power Rangers series has been relatively constant since 2004. Uh, Though it has had some ups and downs, it's on a little bit of a downward trend right now. I was pretty surprised by that because I assumed, like everything once I lose interest, that (laughs) after I stopped watching it, that was it. Nobody else did either, obviously. There are almost 6,000 fan works related to Power Rangers on Archive of Our Own. About a third of them are general fic. A quarter of them are female female and a quarter of them are male male hmm. approximately. I mean I I mean I guess there's lot you know <laughs> there's lots of people
0: to ship on all on all sides.
2: Yes. And oh, for yeah. some reason most of the people being shipped are from the first series and are mostly Kimberly wow. and Trini.
0: Okay. Interesting. Interesting.
2: Yep. I don't know why that is, but that is the way it's Jason that and it Tommy is. on the other side. Before, I'm, I'm sure they were probably, like, the third and fourth place <laughs> yeah. people. Uh, before we dig a little bit more into Power Rangers the fandom, uh, let's talk a little bit about our first impressions of it. Starting with Z.
1: Ooh. All right, well, my first impressions of the show were that it was a show. And my cousins living in the big city, <clears throat> in the big city with their tens of channels, could actually watch it. Whereas, you know, me living out in the country with my four channels didn't quite have access to it. But it was this show. My younger cousins were interested in it. I didn't quite get the appeal, even in 1993. I don't know. Just something wasn't clicking for me. Maybe it's because the, you know, big bombshell show to watch Well, you know, in the land of many channels, wasn't the Power Rangers. It was the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, specifically for the
0: Legend of Zelda cartoon. Oh, man. Well, Z may have been been too cool for Power Rangers back in 1993 when it came out, but I was not. I was a Power Rangers stan when it was out. I was (laughs) seven, seven, seven to... Ten, you know, for as long as I watched it, I guess I was I was crazy about it. I I remember specifically we had a yard sale or a garage sale at our house, and my parents said I could keep I could keep some of the money from the garage sale from from the stuff that I sold myself, and I got like forty bucks, which was a lot of money. And I went toys went straight to Toys R Us and got the uh, the gun that turns into a knife. The Power Rangers gun that has the has that's the blade that flips <laughs> up. <laughs> and I was all about that thing. Oh, man. Um I was one of the few Billy fans. Few Blue Ranger fans. Um Billy was a nerd. Okay. So he was he was not as popular as mm-hmm. he was a huge Power Rangers. But uh yeah, I was all about it. I watched that thing all the time. I even when I realized how formulaic it was. And I was like, "Oh, now the monster is going to get big, and they're hmm. going to they're going to fight it with the Megazord." I liked everybody's <laughs> specialities. I liked everybody's different weapons. I liked how the kind of the mechs like evolved as time went on. Now I wouldn't like I don't care about mechs at all.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, but I don't know I was I was I was in for a penny and for a pound on the whole thing, and I watched Zeo, I'm gonna say. And then after that, I was pretty much done. And now we're talking about it on this podcast. That's pretty much my Power Rangers history.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm in the same boat as you to some extent, G. I also was madly in love with it. And I couldn't tell you when that happened or why I stopped. I do remember that I had a VHS copy of the first episode so I can embrace it. Uh, so that I can ingrain in my head Rita Repulsa coming out of her tomb, sealed Mm. (laughs) container, whatever it is. And uh, after 10,000 years, she can be set free. Uh, That'll never leave my head. Um, Reflecting on it a bit more, all I can say is probably that Haim Saban probably had an adverse effect on my entire life as a result of Power Rangers, VR Troopers, Big Battle Beetle, Big bad beetleborgs. Mm-hmm. Samurai Pizza mm-hmm. Cats. Uh and I think the the combination of that and shows like Sailor Moon on TV and the relationships between all of those things inherently being Japanese underneath it all. That had a had not not exclusively Power Rangers, but that all had a huge
0: impact. <laughs> There's a real hunger for Sentai shows over here in the nineties.
2: <laughs> yeah. I uh you know, the combination of, like, karate, ninjas, martial arts, giant robots, all of that definitely had an impact. And I have some fun facts about Super Sentai that I didn't include in fan Facts because I think they're more relevant to our main discussion about Ooh. Power Rangers. Mm. And with that, I'm actually going to ask a question to everybody that maybe isn't as direct as I thought it would be but you know what is it what do you think is it about the show that's kept it running because as i said it's been running for over 20 years and there are many other shows that were similar that didn't survive not even close to be honest i don't know
0: to be like plainly honest i have (laughs) no idea um i was like i didn't when people were excited about it that were my age i'm like i didn't know this was a thing you could be nostalgic for as an adult i was like it was great when i was 10 and (laughs) I assume ten-year-olds still watched it, but I think <laughs> it's the kind of the format is so durable. It's a bit like we might talk about this a little more later. It's a bit like Doctor Who. It's it, you can just kind of you have a, a space that you can create in, and it's not it's not dependent on one actor. It's not dependent on you know one particular aspect of. Of the show existing, it just has this framework, and then you can just keep putting stuff in it till the end of time, and it just kind of it re- it renews itself, but is still Power Rangers. It's almost like an anthology series.
2: So what I'm hearing is Power Rangers is Power Rangers is a true detective.
0: Um when 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 the next Power Rangers movie has um Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey in it, I will be there. <laughs> at midnight to see the very (laughs) first
2: show it's it's interesting that you bring up the the similarity to doctor who because i somehow found some discourse way back from 1993 apparently i think it's the baltimore sun has like they have older articles online that were from the newspaper but also they're really well preserved so it just was rendered in their modern format anyway uh it was talking about when the power rangers show came out and in addition to it being a show where you can kind of, you know, recasting, change the plot pretty much every season, uh, it brought up a point that I hadn't thought about, which might be part of the appeal, which is, uh, and I have this quote here, um, Dr. Neil Alperstein, associate professor, associate professor of pop culture at, Lo, uh, at Loyola College, believes the show engages children's imaginations. Because of its low-budget look, the kids can watch it and fill in the blanks using their own imaginations." so you have like this carte blanche on both sides as the director series creator you can splice together whatever super sentai clips you want and film your own story and like your remix your you're, you have this remix culture story as a director and then you as a consumer of this media can also as you always could but because of its low budget nature, even more so, you can just create whatever stories you want. Because who cares? <laughs> you can just fill in whatever yeah, plot like, holes, uh, continuity errors. Obviously, plug the that into your brain box and
0: stuff. are one thing when the scale increases, but like when you just have like the Power Rangers fighting putties and stuff, that's not that far from being a kid playing on the playground. Like it's like uh, <laughs> every fight that I remember was broad daylight. Like, there was an atmosphere yeah. in the show. It was just kind of people
2: having a fight in the park. And you can do that with your buddies <laughs> when you're a kid, too. My brain just drew yeah. some serious parallels to today where, like, you know, we're like, oh, look at those people cosplaying out in the park. Isn't that weird? And I'm like, that was Power Rangers. Yelps, <laughs> Parks. They made that All into a show. That was a real quarries.
0: show. Uh, they also have the quarry connection with Doctor yeah. Who. <laughs> <laughs> boy got to make use and of that, those quarries. And that's so interesting because as a kid I wasn't like man it it looks kind of cheap. Like I I was like, you know, I was invested as a kid. But that I think now that's a lot of the that like there's a lot of nostalgia mixed into that and a lot of uh retroactive pride mixed into that because I feel like 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 mm. as an adult you're you're probably not liking Power Rangers completely on its face. You're not just invested in their, in their, say, the world story, right? There's a little bit of nostalgia and there's a little bit of irony. So you're like, oh, man, it looks so bad. You can see the zippers on their backs. But that's why I love it. So there's, there's like that sort of sort of ironic or like slightly cynical part of,
2: part of the fandom that attached itself to that part. Z, you actually, like looking at the show notes here, you actually had quite a lot to say about why the show has been running for as long as it is. Or at least you found a lot to say about why it's been running as long as it has.
1: Mm-hmm. I did find a lot about that, but I mean, so much of it to me just comes back to the fact that there is that sort of soft reboot every season, and that I think was part, That I think that was the first part of what kept it going for as long as it's gone, and then at some point, at some magic number of episodes, it sort of reached the tipping point where along with the the constant soft reboot of the series, you also just got the sheer volume of things to watch that are Power Rangers. Because my sense of it, without, you know, watching a little bit of every season, or watching a whole season all the way through, or even watching a whole episode for research, um, is that even though the stories follow probably the same sort of formula as they did all the way back in the first series, there's there's you know new characters coming in all the time there are new settings i I can't imagine that power rangers space is the same as mighty morphin power rangers in terms of where it's happening there should be some some emphasis on space (laughs) so (laughs) so i get the impression that from season to season you know if you don't like mighty morphin Try space. If you don't like space, you want something where? Oh no, the Rangers failed. Ninety percent of Earth is destroyed. Try RPM. There's just like such a, a huge breadth of stuff that involves these
0: Power Rangers. <laughs> Whatever you're after can probably be found. Saying Power Rangers are the are the Frank Zappa of '90s kids TV. <laughs>
1: Inadvertently, yes. Um, it would be kind of kind of. Interesting to see a Power Rangers series in which uh, they battle some sort of evil scientist bent on turning people into living potatoes. <laughs> but uh,
2: yeah. I mean, there was there was Ivan Ooze who turned people into zombies to mine ooze. Hmm. And spread the ooze, ooze, ooze must across flow. the galaxy. Is that? <laughs> yeah, the ooze must flow. <laughs> One of the interesting things that I found out. And maybe this is just a complete tangent. Maybe this is just a conspiracy theory of an idea. But I think that one of the reasons that it's had such endurance in the West, aside from like all these different ways to interpret and create and remix the show, the original show, the Japanese show... Because it might have had a little bit of an influence from a certain delightful old man that we've seen in many, many Marvel movies. So one thing that I came across while doing the research for this episode was a little bit of the history of Super Sentai. And I say a little bit because, like, there's probably a whole lot of history, and we are not a historical podcast. Not yet. yet. Stay tuned for our fourth or fifth or twelfth or whatever podcast. But I found out that... You you may have seen or heard of a ridiculous little show about, uh, like, a Japanese Spider-Man, right? You know, where uh, he has a giant robot, as we all remember mm-hmm. Spider-Man having? Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, if this is ringing any bells to you, that's because uh, sometime in the 70s, Stan Lee saw an opportunity to bring the Sentai concept to America. And in exchange, he lent some of Marvel's iconic comic book characters to Toei. Uh, one of those shows that was created was uh, the the Spider Man show that, mm-hmm. that you've you've seen with the giant robot, and you're like, okay, that's that's kind of interesting. Where's the where's the Power Rangers connection? Well, that didn't work out for Stan Lee. He he didn't really succeed in bringing Sentai over here. But what it did do is take all these Tokusatsu shows that were like kind of cool, kind of like doing all right in Japan, and left a mark in japan uh after that spider-man robot showed up in the spider-man show toei adapted the concept to all of its sentai series moving forward that's where your giant robots come in (laughs) to sentai shows and that's where you go from sentai to super sentai
0: and now we have voltron legendary defender so
2: it's been a good road (laughs) yeah Uh, fun fun personal fact, I had a toy at about the same time that I was interested in Power Rangers that I received from my grandmother. It was just, she would go to a bunch of flea markets and picked up this toy. And it was, it was made up of many lions, but I thought it was a Power Rangers toy. The first thing when you see
0: Voltron is it's the Megazord, right? <laughs> It's the main sword made of lions, yeah, made of lions, made of specifically lions.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that like, that's an interesting connection that you have this like feedback loop of stuff to comics in the West to like, Oh, we like Sentai's pretty cool. Let's try that. And then that not really working out, but it planting the seed of giant robots <laughs> and then that coming back. And then later Haim Saban is like, Oh man, this is great. I want to bring this idea over to North America. Yeah. And then, yeah. Creating that.
0: <clears throat> yeah. That is, that is quite the loop. And it's, and it's weird how intrinsic, um, giant robots are to the super sentai idea, but like, they're really not necessarily related. Like they don't have to have giant robots to complete them, but it seems like they do.
2: <laughs> I mean, cite, citing some potentially bad examples at the outset of this episode i was wondering you know how does power rangers compare to other shows that i remember that are like this like vr troopers or um big bad Beetleborgs or mystic knights of tiranag or super samurai cyber squad all these kinds of shows and things that i learned about that are one many of those are made by saban so uh Set. mm-hmm mm-hmm and too, many of them didn't actually have giant robots. And even though I don't think that's the deciding factor, it's uh <laughs> it feels like a factor. They
0: were, they were just they just <laughs> kept trying to do stuff with the internet. Ah. Like they just tried to like like figure out how they could incorporate the internet. And nobody knew what the internet was at the time. I mean <laughs> no, Digimon was nobody the same. knows what the internet World. is now. <laughs> I don't remember that Mystic Knights of Tiernanog, though.
2: It was a late entry to the game. I wouldn't be surprised if it was made by Fox. Oh, just to, just to get a little something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quickly looking things up on the air. Yeah. Da-ba-da-da. It was created by Savon Entertainment. <laughs> Surprise. Oh <boy>. okay.
0: <sighs> Man, if you don't, you know,
2: if you're the only batter, you can take it things as many swings as you want, I guess. <sighs> yeah. I, I. One thing I learned during the research for this, too, is that saban tried a whole bunch of stuff to bring the same concept to other areas and power rangers was just such a powerhouse that they didn't really need to try (laughs) i feel
0: like this like we ran into this with pokemon when we were talking about pokemon versus digimon but it feels like all of them are it's power rangers but (laughs) well it's super sentai as
2: we've learned super sentai is it doesn't have to have a a huge cohesive plot and that's not to say that it's riddled with potholes but it's it's about having something that you can kind of blend together and understand pretty easily yeah because
0: you have that that Mm -hmm. duality aspect to it you have the rangers in their full suits um a boon for for stunt people i'm sure oh yeah um (laughs) and then you also have the 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 actual rangers lives a little bit and I do mm-hmm. mean a little bit because most of my memories are not of those portions <laughs> of the show. <laughs> it did sound like that
1: was a big part of the of the appeal overall, just that blend of fighting monsters and saving the world, but also what dealing with everyday high school problems. It's like it's like, hey, okay, I I hesitate to get my timeline wrong in saying this, but I'm it's excited. like. Simpsons predicted Power Rangers. I don't know wh- when the episode uh, "Where's Poochie? Here comes Poochie, whatever it's called" came out, <laughs> but in the focus group, when uh, when the creator of Itchy and Scratchy comes out and says, "Okay, so you kids want a, we want a show all about robots and space journeys and crazy wild adventures, and also one that's about everyday problems," that's
0: basically Power Rangers.
2: <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
0: Yeah, cuz it was like if you if you watch it now it's like a very clear divide between the two between the, yeah. the kids and then like the rangers but like it when, again when I was a kid it was it, it was seamless it was all one story. And it, it's kind of like like a model for like, you know, like Flash and um some of the CW shows now. Hmm, That's so different I mean he's I a little definitely like,
2: hadn't drawn that connection.
0: He's not in high school. Uh he's <laughs> you know, he, he just has a job but like it's sort of the same thing. It's a little bit more integrated. So, but it's like but but because the CW it has this aspect of like everyday problems, trying to get romances going and making connections with your parents and and all that
2: stuff, but also saving the world. There was definitely that in Power Rangers. There was like the romantic relationship between like Billy and Kim. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I mean, citing the one and only Power Rangers series that I know anything <laughs> about. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I, but I'm sure there are like relationships in the other series uh, as you I think I might have seen random episodes of like Power Rangers in space or something. But you've got these relationships on a space station because they're people and they're not just fighting to save the universe.
0: Everybody likes that. Everybody likes a little character development.
2: Oh, yeah. And I mean the, the exciting part about the character development too is is that if you don't like the characters this season, stay around until <laughs> next season, you'll get a new bunch. That's true. If you like the idea but aren't aren't hot on this crew, it's almost like a reality show.
0: Like you watch Big Brother Survivor or something like that. If you don't like this crop, just wait a season and then the next <laughs> you get a whole new crop to uh to check out.
2: So we've talked a lot about our experiences and speculation about you know what Power Rangers fans are like. Did either of you happen to dig into like the subreddit or anything like that to get a better idea of what the fans are cuz so far I'm just working off of it's like 90s nostalgia and toys and I can project <laughs> a lot onto those two ideas but that's not a gr- that's not a very accurate picture. I think it's kind of
1: hard. Well, I think it's more difficult with something like Power Rangers where it's been around for so long, changed so much season to season or every two years or whatever to really nail down what the people who are are big fans of it are like, as opposed to say something along the lines of what's a legend of Zelda fan like, or what's a doctor who fan like, you know, just because it seems almost as if part of the, of the formula, part of the media engineering, so to speak behind something like the power rangers is designed to capture the imagination and the attention of the demographic of kids, you know, 5 to 7, 5 to 10, in their abouts consistently. While that first crop of kids is aging out of it, the new crop's aging into it, and, like you know, there's some cross-pollination there. They love the same series. Um, so just because the, the audience, the fandom, I think, is that wide... It's difficult to really pin down that sort of thing. From what I saw, it seemed like Power Rangers was a thing that people fondly remembered. And when I say people, I mean people roughly our age who grew up with the first season. First season, first series. Um, and, yeah, I just have the impression that it's something they enjoyed when they were growing up. They remember it fondly. Maybe they see it as like a cornerstone of their media enjoyment. The first TV show they remember watching regularly kind of thing. But other than that, like Fanlore said, unhelpfully, but nonetheless still said, they have diverse interests.
0: I'm scrolling through a thread right now. And it's like nostalgia, 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 (laughs) nostalgia. nostalgia, nostalgia. Like... um... I don't think it can be overstated. Um, The threat is, why do adults watch Power Rangers?
2: Oh, I see. Okay. I was just going to say that it's interesting because we might say that it's nostalgia. And I think usually when, at least when I talk about nostalgia, I'm usually referring to my own. Yeah. Which means I, I assume a bunch of experiences about other people who grew up in like the late 80s and early 90s. Like nostalgia for those times. But because Power Rangers has been going on for more than 20 years, it might may not actually be that. It may just be nostalgia for the show, like, like you had said, Z, like the show that you watched when you grew up. For me, that's mm-hmm. Mighty Morphin, the OG. But for somebody else, it could be SPD or Space or Lightspeed Rescue or... I feel like this. It would, we could make a game out of trying to remember <laughs> all the series. But... Uh, Dino crushers, I Dino, Dino, um, Dino rave chasers. Force. No, <laughs> really bad at that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I agree that I think it's hard to uh, hard to overstate, hard to understate the nostalgia at play.
0: Mm-hmm. I think there's also like. We may have touched on this idea a couple times in previous episodes, but there's like a cultural nostalgia for it, as there is a lot of stuff that our generation grew up with. Mm. Um, Star Wars is probably the biggest one, because a lot of kids are probably watching Star Wars thinking, this is cool. Oh, I better go back and see what all the other ones were about that everyone's so into. I feel like a lot of st- that happens on various levels, and it probably happens with Power Rangers as well. Um, even if it's not specifically from your childhood, there's still like... You know, this this cool throwback retro thing that a lot of people like and are talking about and is getting a remake. So I better find out what, what it's all about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was going to say, you'd, and you'd have a very different set of expectations if it's something that you heard of and are going back to check out that's 20, 25 years old than if you remember growing up with
1: it. I remember coming across the idea that a big part of the nostalgia came from it being an example of a time, a show from a time. When superheroes were colorful and wacky, instead of
0: being <laughs> drab and grim as they are today, but they were drab and grim then. I know, right? That was like I was well, Batman, really <laughs> and Batman yeah. and Spawn, and all that stuff was happening then. Um, yeah, but uh, but but like your point still stands. Like it was a contrast to that stuff during the day, out in the field, <laughs> sponge Doos. <and tooth. laughs>
2: Like let's let's not pretend that Darkwing Duck didn't kill anybody. Right?
0: <laughs> no one's here to make that claim.
2: <laughs> man, oh man,
0: what a what a deadly Disney <laughs> afternoon. <Hoo-hoo.
2: laughs>
0: and uh, being out, out in the open in broad daylight, we can uh, we can look down on them in judgment from a higher from a <clears throat> from the higher ground. So yeah, I haven't thought about. I haven't really thought about Power Rangers since, you know, it was 10 or 12 or something. 1996? Like yeah. Since the last time I saw them. Whenever the movie came
2: out, the first movie. Um, oh, I think it was 97, which was a pinnacle year, as we all yeah, know. Uh,
0: yeah, peak peak year. Peak year of the 90s. <laughs> and, uh, well, I enjoyed that a lot when it came out. Um, I haven't really thought about them since, and I'll probably continue to do that. I mean, I, I, I do like that it's, that it's gone into a pattern of like changing every season. So it's kind of, it keeps interest up much like, you know, um, when the doctor changes in doctor who. Um, so I like that. It's a, that it's actually a constantly evolving format, even though, um, within these, the super sentai genre, um, I might, I might, you know, take a look and see what it's, what it's up to these days just to be like, Oh man, how far have we come? But I am ultimately, not whatsoever interested in having any more power rangers in my life i'm sorry uh
2: so fun little tidbits mighty Morphin power rangers the movie 1995 okay the the theatrical movie poster the tagline on it is the power is on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like already off to a good start to know very important for a movie theater Keep it on. Director Brian Spicer, <laughs> who you may know for such films as Power Rangers, McHale's Navy, and For Richer or Poorer.
0: Man, guy was making bank in
2: the nineties. I guess so. Oh. <clears throat> Knowing that there is so much background to the Power Rangers in terms of like the meta series that backs it. To me, is really fascinating and interesting, and the kind of thing that I want to know slightly more about, but not enough to go back and watch it all. <laughs> it's like trying to get into the Zelda timeline, except not having any previous experience with Zelda, other than maybe like Link's Awakening. I'm so into the Zelda yeah. timeline, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> watch so many um,
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm a little bit interested in just going through like synopses of the various series to see what it like, how it even is supposed to connect together. Like how you go from finishing one series to coming to the next one. It's like we're in space now. That's normal. Um, And I would be really interested in talking with a real fan of the Power Rangers. I got the chance to see a few of them talking to um, some of the actors in one of the shows when I was at GenreCon volunteering hmm but beyond that i don't even i don't even know it feels like an unexplored world that i there's just too much and i i've already got too many things to dive into another new world i still haven't finished the zelda encyclopedia or whatever <laughs> it's too much
1: <laughs> man, oh man well it's not in the zelda encyclopedia but in the uh the big hardbound book all about breath of the wild there are things that Nintendo does not want you to know. <gasps> there's a there's a picture. <laughs> is, of it. It, is it the connection to the Power Rangers? No, actually, totally unrelated. It's a it's a a bit of concept art of Link, and I guess his dad, and I guess his sister, and it just says like Link's family. But in the the North American release, they just replaced it with another map. What's going on? That's... Yeah. Anyway, that's totally unrelated. Here are my famous. Like, <laughs> here, here are my concluding thoughts. <laughs> I can't, as somebody who kind of had Power Rangers going on around them growing up, very, very peripherally, it's not something I feel a great deal of nostalgia about. At the same time, it's it's fascinating to me personally, just because, I mean, if you if you make a a list of the defining characteristics of power rangers you've got low budget uh cheap looking costumes very cheap effects um fairly formulaic stories and except for that last one i don't quite understand why it didn't click with me as much as doctor who clicked with me because it's so similar especially the classic series where you know some of the some of the, <laughs> the creatures that they uh, created and whatnot were basically just made out of spare parts they had kicking around. So, I don't know if it's if it's like a a, a team dynamic versus like the the sole character focus of Doctor Who or what. Even though there's some, usually a team of the do- the Doctor and companions or uh, story specific characters, I don't know what's going on there. All I know is that Power Rangers seems formulaic to me not just in terms of whatever happens in the episodes but just as a thing in in and of itself i mean it's hard to, for me to get around that sort of idea that it's this show that was engineered successfully to appeal to a very specific target demographic when the uh, current vp of development in production for Z- for saban brands brian casantini is saying stuff like it's every child's entry point in, into the superhero genre that it's all it's so successful because it, it manages to combine heart and humor and also inject that combination into an action show, an action show that's scary enough for it to be tense, but not so scary that kids can't enjoy it. Or his saying basically that it's so much easier for somebody to relate a kid or an adult to a Power Ranger because they're wearing this complete costume that includes a helmet than it is for them to relate to somebody like Superman. It just seems like uh, Haim Saban and whoever else was collaborating with him on this project got together in a room, th- sort of thought to themselves, asked out loud, okay, what's what's some of the cheapest stuff we can get for making a TV show? This, uh, this film stock from Japan for these Sentai shows it's like crazy over-the-top action great how can we make that appeal to american viewers american children viewers and like just it just seems so put together and such that i wouldn't say that it's lacking creativity it's just taking creativity in this very maybe business-minded way which isn't a bad thing but seems like such a foreign concept to me (laughs) Which is perhaps a strange remix culture, yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely, absolutely. All of that said, Hmm. if I ever feel the need to uh dip a finger into these Power Rangers ooze, I think I'll aim for the area around the RPM series, which is that post apocalyptic uh Power Rangers series that is apparently full of meta jokes and sort of self-aware and seems interesting for the setting. It seems interesting for those jokes could be fun, but I'm not about to uh, stop watching the office and start watching that. <laughs> sure.
2: I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay
0: this podcast of course is fanthropological and you can find all of our episodes up at fanthropological.com or in the podcatcher of your choice Uh, please do leave a rating and review on that podcatcher we'd appreciate it very much it allows us to get into more years Um, if you want to follow the podcast you can follow it at fanthropological on facebook and fanthropologic on twitter because of their character limits um, if you want to see what we're up to in general, outside of this podcast, you can, uh, you can find us at the NYXCast pretty much everywhere. People talk about things on the internet. Um, so please give us a follow <laughs> those. Please give us a follow on those. Um, coming soon. If you head on over to Hoon review, we're going to have our, um, our series 11 wrap up which will feed into our rewatch of the of the new doctor who series starting with series one christopher Eccleston, and going right through hopefully finishing about the time that doctor who comes back on the air now now we have a message from our good friends the epic film guys that we'd like you to listen to i'm nick
1: and i'm justin and we can't believe it's already time for the 2019 live stream for the cure
2: Thanks to our amazing peers, listeners, and supporters. Last year, we crushed our goal of $5,000 for the Cancer Research Institute.
1: The Cancer Research Institute is funding research into immunotherapy to create a future immune to all forms of cancer. Every single cent we raise goes to them.
2: And they're also rated over 92% on CharityNavigator.org. This year, we're aiming our sights even higher with our most ambitious event to date. Join us May 17th through the 19th on twitch.tv slash epicfilmguys for 40 hours of live content from us and other amazing shows who will join us to try to reach $7,500.
1: Please visit www.livestreamforthecure for more information or to find out how you can be a part of the event. Together, we can make a difference.
0: One more thing to do this episode and that is the famous last words
2: I feel like this episode is, is like an apple ad just we, got, we just got one more thing coming in this episode <laughs> and uh, as G said it is famous last words and we're talking about a topic, a fandom that I'm pretty sure G and Z and to a lesser extent but still excitedly me have some things to say about. That is because next week we are going to be talking about fans of Boku no Hero Academia. It's time to go beyond. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about My Hero Academia. And my, my text here says, with only our first impressions, but that is a bold-faced lie. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure the two of you have quite an extensive impression of it. That being said, what do you have to say about My Hero Academia? My Hero Academia.
0: All right, I'm going to throw something vague out there that I, I will hopefully be able to whip up into into an interesting uh, stream of discourse. <clears throat> First question, is it the new Dragon Ball Z? Second question, is that okay?
2: Mm-hmm. I want to know if there are fans out there who are like entirely on the science side of this. Mm. Like, they're like, yeah, yeah, the characters are cool, the plot is cool, but really, I'm like, my job is categorizing the quirks, <laughs> figuring out the the genetics of this. I went to a really cool panel at Katsukon where somebody talked about if it's feasible, if it's plausible for these different powers to work. But that's not what I'm interested in. I don't, I don't want to know My Hero Academia fans who are about that. I want to know if somebody's, like, trying to figure out the in-universe science. Wow.
1: Universe science. Sort of like the in universe reason why somebody was born like why quirks came about. Boy oh boy, I feel like I'm gonna bring the house down with my famous last words because it is uh, it is about maybe the one thing that it seems and I hope to find this out, but it seems nobody likes about mha oh no does anyone like Mineta? why Ooh. do they if they do
0: are you gonna say deku <laughs> <laughs> come on he's not that bad he's fine he does he does not shine in an ensemble cast let's say that
1: eh <clears throat> i mean he's no goku No. or is he
0: I think he is that might be the problem but <laughs> that is a topic for next week um, so thank you everybody for listening welcome back to season 11 we think we have a good one for you so stay tuned keep subscribed and we'll have a brand new episode for you every Friday and until next time we'll talk to you next time goodbye everybody They're out out in daylight in the field punching dudes in the face. (laughs) Um, Speaking of punching dudes
2: in the face.
1: (laughs) How how would you punch the Power Rangers in the face?
2: And and whisper no? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of no, we're going to have no more talk about Power Rangers. But it might be something... (laughs) (laughs) Lazy lazy segues, <laughs> gentlemen. Let's do that again. That was a little too ah, ah. on the nose. Oh, oh. Where where did quirks come from? Uh how do they work? Does anybody care? <laughs> Fucking quirks. How do they work? <laughs> <laughs> You can send all your spiciest, dankest memes to uh, at Fanthropologic on Twitter. Uh, I, will, <laughs> I will absorb and
0: appreciate all of your My Hero Academia memes, so please, please ah! send them.